Welcome, you're listening to A Certain Degree. Graphic artist and entrepreneur Ren Foskey is on the show to discuss design, pins, socks, and a lot more. Mostly the socks, though. This episode is brought to you by Squads and Ends. According to all the evidence we have from movies and TV shows, you can't have an adventure if you don't have the right group of friends. Think The Hangover, or Ferris Bueller, The Princess Bride, or the surprise hit of the summer, Girls Trip. If your team is missing a giant, a neurotic best friend, or anyone in between, Squads and Ends can help. We'll assess your needs and assign you a person, exotic animal, or even a ghost to ensure you have the best time possible. Squads and Ends, let us fill out your crew for shoe. Going to work on the tagline. Make an appointment with our consultants at toacertaindegree.com. Lord Huron on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Your Huron, I think is how you pronounce it. That was their song, The World Ender. And you're listening to a certain degree, again, on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. My name is Nick. I'm here every week from 7 to 9, doing this as only I can do with different guests every week. So I can do it. That doesn't make sense. Hey, good morning. My name is Nick. I'm going to just start over. Just throw that out completely. I'm here with a very special guest, Ren Foskey is here. Good morning, Ren. Good morning. How are you? Good, good. Get right up on that microphone. Hello, microphone. There oh, we go. There we go. Hey, good to see you. Yes, it's good to see you. It's good to be here drinking coffee, doing a little chat. Yeah, doing mm-hmm. a little chat. So, Ren, you're here as part of matchbook.com. That's B-U-K.com. Uh, great site. We met at a little craft fair, maker's fair sort of thing. Yeah, uh, that was the Curio Marketplace. It was the first one of its kind, actually, down at Factor. Um, here's to many more. Yeah, and so I'm fascinated with the entire, uh, you know, that maker community and the people who are out there doing their own thing and designing their stuff and putting it out there for themselves, uh, doing it for themselves, if you will. Uh, and you can call it a side hustle because I know you have a day job and all side that. <laughs> but it's it's really interesting, that entrepreneurial spirit, um, and especially when it comes to being creative and taking your uh, your creativity and creating products out of that. So I want to talk all about that. But first, I don't know you at all. So I just invited you on the show as I do to random strangers. So first off, I want to get to know you and make you feel a little more comfortable by asking you a bunch of questions about yourself, which I feel always gets people to be a little more comfortable. Okay. Right? Is that not right? Yeah, let's talk about me. Okay, yeah. Uh, so we're going to play a game. We're going to play a little 20 questions game, but it's going to be uh, basically you're going to give me an up or down, yes or no, for sure. some of these things. But instead of saying yes or no, you're going to say whole kit or caboodle whole kit or caboodle yeah so instead of whole kit and caboodle it's whole kit or caboodle because a whole kit in this case it's from the dutch word meaning tub which what could be better than a tub Uh, well a lot of things Uh, um, in my experience but okay you can take a bath (laughs) you can make gin you could it could be a tub of lard apples yes bob for apples it could be a tub of lard where you could make oreos the original way which i did not know that yeah it was lard and sugar in the middle up until about uh, a month and a half ago. Uh, I'm just kidding. I didn't know when they changed it. Huh, uh, okay. And caboodles, uh, also Dutch, it means a collection, a big collection of things, right? Correct. Like, and it's like, yeah, I want a collection of things. I like to collect things. But big collections of things, that messes no up my feng shui. Uh, yeah, so, no, wait, no, I want little collections. Oh, you, okay, yes, only yes. little. Yes. Okay. okay, so whole kit, caboodle. Smartphones, whole kit or caboodle? Whole kit. 
So iPhone just had their 10th anniversary. You've uh, had a smartphone, I would imagine, for a while now, as I have. Mm-hmm. And so what do you miss from prior, uh, like, the world before smartphones? Oh, man. Um, the ability to not have to respond right away. That is nice, That's, yeah. That was fantastic, you know, not having to, oh, man, and not having a GPS on you all the time either. People don't know where you are. Are a lot of people tracking your whereabouts? Probably. I mean, I thought that was what I, the ankle monitor was for. I can't say to a definitive degree. Mm-hmm. Um, or to a to certain... A, uh, 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 uh-huh. Yep, okay. Uh, but, no, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not too worried about all that. But it is nice to be able to go somewhere and not have to worry about... Uh, if I don't respond within the next 30 seconds, I've probably been kidnapped. So, yeah, I do miss that. And T9, but... T-what? T9. Ah, I you there. T9, if you remember uh, the, the tapping in order to get the letter out of the numbers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, very That's nice. great. You get really fast with that. <laughs> How about colonizing Mars? Where do you stand on that? Whole kit or caboodle? Whole kit. You want to go? Yeah, well. You want other I, people to go first? I think that, yes, okay. yes. That's that's where I'm heading with that. Um, I think it would be really great. I think we really need to get someplace else um i think it's important i mean wasn't it stephen hawking who said that we really need to start thinking yeah, about he this was giving us a century and then he just uh i think upped it to about 50 years or less I, i'm not sure that's gonna happen um i don't know if that's a hard and fast deadline no no but i do think stephen it's important hawking. i think i I think we need to need to go see what's going on on Mars for ourselves there. I think what people don't realize about Stephen Hawking, and, you know, I don't think I'm sharing anything out of turn here, is that he puts deadlines all the time. Like, if he orders a pizza and they say it's going to be half an hour, he's like, no, no, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. So he's always throwing out He likes free pizza. Arbitrary Everyone deadlines. knows that about yeah, Stephen yeah, yeah. Hawking. Stephen Hawking is all about the free pizza. All right, whole kit or caboodle. Uh, Orlando just announced they're going to go citywide renewable by 2050. Again, I'm going to have to say whole kit. That's that's incredible, I wish. Now, the problem with saying those things is that it's not actually, you know, no one's holding them down and saying, you know, if you don't do this, and I, I don't even know what sort of thing you could hold a city down for and say that. But th- there's nothing telling them that it absolutely has to happen or there's no ultimatum, I guess is what I'm trying to That's say. True. Well, but it's, no a night, it's a great goal, I think. I think it's important. I mean, it comes back to what we were just saying about Mars. I mean, we need to really start thinking about some of these things, in my opinion. Well, so. what I like about it, um, Chris Castro, the uh, sort of uh, director of environmental stuff for the city, should probably remember his title, but uh, he was on a couple of weeks ago. But in terms of what he was saying as they were announcing this, is that 2050 is, is fairly far away. Mm-hmm. So based on the technology right now, they feel like that's possible. Mm-hmm. Just in the next 10 years, who knows what kind of technology they're come, they're going to come up with. So 2050 might turn into 2030 mm-hmm. uh, because of that. So yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, let me ask you this. So Snapchat is really having an issue right now in terms of they went uh, public a few months ago and they're doing poorly. So are you Instagra- Instagram or Snapchat? Do you have a preference? And then what do you think of them both? So first of all, Instagram okay. whole kit or mm-hmm. caboodle? Instagram whole kit. Mm-hmm. And then we'll just jump right ahead and say Snapca- uh, Snapchat uh, caboodle. Okay. All right. So Instagram, it's 
great because well first off i mean i'm a visual artist so I was when say, it comes to instagram made for you at first i actually took a while to jump onto that i i didn't see i didn't quite see why you know what was so great about it um and and then actually the same thing with snapchat but i'll get to that in a second instagram is great it's a great way for you to say especially if you're an artist or an illustrator it's a great way to say here is immediately my work and then right in the bottom, let's tag it. At, you know, I, I don't mind hashtags. I think they're a great way for people to get their information out, their art out. Anything whatever. that starts with um, hash is good. Let's, let's do a visual-based social media. Why not? Love Instagram. And it's really blown up lately. And I think that's for great reason. There's a lot of different ways to use it. And that is a huge part of it. There's a lot of different ways to use it. You can be a fitness blogger. Um, you know, maybe you just want to promote yourself and you're taking a bunch of selfies. Heck, you can do that. I don't care. Power to you. You take pictures of yourself. Maybe you're a makeup artist, illustrator, photographer, travel enthusiast. Hat so, enthusiast. Hat enthusiast. Noodle enthusiast. I don't know. Pants collector. Yeah? Yeah. Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. That's just, a growing community. I thought we were just throwing out <laughs> random things. I apologize. Yeah. Keep going. There you go. I mean, as you can see, there's a, a cornucopia of concepts that can be. Cornucopia uh, enthusiasts. Cornucopia. <laughs> I'm going to work on that one. Yeah. That's a good that's one. A, Let's open it up right now. Um, but when it comes to Snapchat, the reason why I'm saying uh, Caboodle uh, on that one Wait, is... Wait, what's the reason you're saying Caboodle? <laughs> oh, because I'm making you. Yeah, uh, yeah, because yeah, you're making me say Caboodle. The reason why I'm saying maybe nay on that one is for the exact reason why I like Instagram. It's not a permanent fixture. It's very fleeting. I... I know everyone's talked probably to everyone and their mom about why they do or don't like Snapchat um, and why maybe they started using it. I think it's a fun little message. It's it's more of a messaging system it's than a it is a social media. Yeah, it's a one-to-one -one messaging system. And to be honest, I got bored with it. And I'm tired of getting updates on my phone for someone to take a picture of... Um, I don't know, sending me a hot dog, it, which sounds really, really strange if you haven't been using Snapchat this mm -hmm, year, mm -hmm. but um, it's, I guess it's pretty good for selfies. Yeah. 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 And the a little filter on there. And yeah, Make yeah, yourself yeah. a dog. Why not? <sighs> yeah. Okay. Moving on. Kitchen sponges. Thank you for that answer. Oh man. Here we go. Kitchen sponges. Get them out of here. You're, I hate them. You're caboodling them? Yeah. What do you all. use? Because I'm trying to find an alternative. So they just came out with a study that said, basically, you can microwave it. You can run it under hot water, know, vinegar. It's going to be disgusting. It's, it's, they're terrible. They stink. I just bought a pack of sponges. You know how often? Even though I hate them. I just feel like it's the thing you have to do. If you're an adult, you're going to buy a pack of sponges. You don't know why. You still do it. Um, and they stink right out of the pack. Like, I don't, I don't get you. I looked at it. You might have some nose sensitivities that are <laughs> no, specific maybe, to you. Maybe I'm buying the wrong brand. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. If I you're need, I need sponge help. Brand or the recycled. Don't buy recycled kitchen no. sponges. So what they're saying is you should change them out every week. I'm like, I, I, who maybe has that change kind of them out dope? from the moment you open the pack. I don't want those sponges. If you're going to buy sponges, <laughs> I don't want them. All right. No sponges. Hey, how do you feel? Uh, whole kit or caboodle about zombies? Whole kit, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay. First off, okay, I hope so. I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty over the zombie thing, but for a while there, I had a pretty great plan. 
you know, everyone after the zombie movie started coming out and the games and it became a thing, everyone had that question. What would you do and where would you be during the zombie apocalypse? And oh, my God. I didn't even consider that. What? <laughs> oh, you didn't God, even think about it. Would you me. be here? I don't know. Um, I don't even know now. Okay, no, here's, I'm just kidding. here's the I, thing. Yeah, I'm going to try and make it really short because everyone's got a plan. I would not survive long, so I'd probably just go ahead and become a zombie because all my friends would be zombies. That's true, but would you feel love for your friends? Yeah. You know, Would you care about them in sure. the same way? Yeah. I wouldn't be eating them. That's so true. I feel like that's showing a I, certain I, amount I, of... I feel like that's apathy, you know, because you're not alive. Anyway. Well, I, that's kind of what I show them now. Okay, but so that doesn't make on. you a good friend. Oh, I never said good friend. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so moving on, why you like the zombies and what your plan is? Zombie? Just, Are we breaking news short? Here? Like, do you no, want to share this? Because no. if you have a certain hiding place, you don't want to share this with everybody. I do have a hiding place, but um, I'm gonna get to it before anyone else. So okay, fair enough. <laughs> Be pretty good. I don't know. It's it's not as big of a thing down here in Florida, but I grew up in Maryland, and a lot of our convenience stores are in strip malls. So mm-hmm. CVS, Walgreens, that sort of thing. Um, any and all of those types of places, not to put one brand in front of the other. Sure, sure. Okay. Uh, I guess well, you're being paid by CVS and Walgreens in <laughs> uh, bonus bucks. The listeners can't see me wink. <laughs> um <laughs> No, but what's great about them is if they're in the middle of a strip mall, you've only got two entrances. You've only got two sides to worry about. You've got the back. You've got the front. Mm -hmm. They're not as big as a Walmart, so you don't have as much space to worry about, but they do have a little bit of everything. They have non-perishables. They have things to start cars. They have, and probably most importantly at this point, they have uh, a pharmacy. And the back has um, the area where the trucks will come and load up. Mm -hmm. So... That's pretty well protected. It's usually brick. It's usually, or cinder. Um, and then there's this big metal, uh, what is that thing called? It's a door. It's yeah, a, just it's a garage The big door. old truck door. Sure. They got a big old truck door. The BOCD. So really the only place you have to worry about being ambushed or, or um, mobbed, I guess, would be the front of glass. And you can easily board that up if you need to and have hmm. yourself a safe place. So... I think that would be my first stop. Okay. I um, like that. And you know what? There's enough of them that maybe we can each have our own CVS or Walgreens, right? CVS There's and Walgreens. There's so many of them, Get on Nick. That. There's so many. Figure it out. Because that's a good way, that's a good little marketing campaign right there. <laughs> you think why they're going to Why don't you shop that? here now? Because you're going to have to get used to it in yeah. the future. Because this is potentially your new home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on like in that. and make yourself comfortable. I like that. So we'll get to your marketing background, too, because I think that that right there is an example of one of your campaigns. That, that is you might a come up with. good business idea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so I'm not sure if this is a bad business idea or a good business idea. This is something from Amazon that they recently requested a trademark for. Uh, whole kit or caboodle, single cow burgers. Not really sure what that is. Yeah, so as far as I can tell, the idea is that you get ground beef, you, mm-hmm. that might come from a couple of different cows. Oh, right? I see. So this is a burger that you know, for whatever reason, came that, from that is a Daisy. single cow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that would be nice if you came with like a cabbage <laughs> patch doll kind of yeah, or, little thing of uh, the name and where she was born. Yeah, we're like the, the first episode of Portlandia. 
where they're sitting there and they want to know more about the chicken and where it came from and the Mm -hmm. chicken's papers. So I would say... Amazon is from Seattle. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. So whole kit, if, if I can find out more about that cow... And bring a little bit, you know, that little bit more of a community to my life. Yeah, sure. If I can go on down the farm, you know, see see what the see what that cow's life might have been like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can go for that. Yeah, maybe it comes with a little video. I don't of think that. that's what they're gonna do. I doubt it. I doubt it. I don't think we need to go into that much detail most of the time. Uh, speaking of not much detail most of the time, how do you feel, whole kit or caboodle, driverless cars? Whole kit. Yeah, you're in for them? I'll take a nap in the car. Yeah. I would absolutely read a book or do something like that. Yeah. If I could just jump in and go. That was one thing I really liked uh, about living overseas is being on the train. And you don't have to worry about You just know you're going to have to get off of it at some point. If you I can do that in a car. Driverless car, you don't even, in theory, need to do that if it's, Mm-mm. you know, that advanced. Is it going to kick me out of the car? Or? Yeah, eventually. I mean, eventually you're going to have to you. step out of the car. <laughs> Ejects or projects? Uh, yes. One's more violent than the other. Oh. I, I'd i say, yeah, whole kid on that one. I don't mind. Um, I I think the worst thing about driving are the other drivers. So if we could, it would be really nice if we could just do, make the switch all at once. Like Correct. nobody can drive a driver car when the driverless cars come out. Like they're just a flat, like, nope, can't do it. Well, you can take it to the track, maybe. That way, there's so much less um, potential for, yeah. potential for yeah. uh, what I have to deal with on I-4 every day. Very nice. Hi, Hi. everybody on I-4. Hey, I-4. <laughs> hey. Stinks to be you. Uh, well, probably not right now. In about another half hour or so, it'll stink to be you. So, as a designer, how do you feel about cursive? Oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, did you hear that in my voice there? Yeah. I subscribe to the calligraphy subreddit, so uh, I think it's really great. As for whether you need it, now that I'm a bit of caboodle. I don't okay, think so you should, need... Should they teach it in school? Let me ask you that. Should they teach it in school? <laughs> no, what they need to teach us is how to do our taxes. Um, I don't think cursive is necessary. I love it. I, I really do. I think it's gorgeous. I think it's so artful. I think it's a part of our history. Uh, no, I don't even write them. And that's the thing is oh, that I don't, don't do even taxes? do them. <laughs> no, no. Is this, are we breaking news? I definitely news? do my taxes. Ren Fosky, are I we breaking this definitely, news right now? Absolutely do my taxes I every year and on time. Consider doing taxes at some point. I've uh, considered it. And then I want to make this very clear. Have done them <laughs> every time. But as far as cursive, I don't think it's necessary. Um, I think that maybe we could move it to the the, the art class, the, the art room, um, and and teach that and if there are still art classes in oh, the yeah. next few years. I mean, I hope they're not kicking those off. But, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of other things that could be taught. Gotcha. All right, and we'll talk a little bit more about that later in terms of bad business ideas as a class. Okay. Yeah, because I am teaching that as a class to kids. Huh. Yeah. You know, they say it out loud. It sounds really weird. Okay, so moving on, sandwiches, whole kit or kaboodle. Oh, man, whole kit. What's your favorite sandwich? (laughs) passion in that one, too. You know what? I Favorite sandwich you make for yourself and then favorite sandwich you go out and purchase because they obviously – You've tried to, like, maybe you have a favorite sandwich out there and you try to replicate it yourself and never taste the same. 
Sure thing. You, you don't even need to preface same... this. I'm ready to go on this question. Okay, go, go for it. Uh, for a while there, I'm a pretty avid Twitter user. For a while, I was doing something called the Midnight Grilled Cheese. Um, that, that's, that really started organically. I just happened to notice I kept making a grilled cheese at midnight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would photograph it. Um, I'm really good at making a grilled cheese. And I'm not talking about grilled cheese where you throw a piece of ham in it or at trying to make it fancy because that that just makes it a melt i'm talking about a real grilled cheese which is uh two pieces of bread uh-huh um for me nostalgia insists that i use melted american cheese okay but you know I, i'll accept any form of cheese and then I've recently learned that you can fry the outside of the bread with mayonnaise which sounds like the most white person thing I've ever heard, but it, it, it's great. It really, it really works. Yeah. But traditionally, yeah. Using butter. Yeah. Butter. I mean, it's me. about as simple as you can go. Okay. All right. Very yeah. good. And then the purchase. But Italian. Sandwich. Italian. Yeah. Very an Italian sure. sub. Load it so, up. Salami. Uh, yeah, Gabagool. <laughs> I, how can I not remember any? Sopracetta, maybe some prosciutto. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And then you get your Sopranos Gabagool. And um, what else? Um, yeah, you got to have the shredded lettuce. Yeah, the and, vegetables. Uh, and if you're me, uh, you, you drive the public deli people crazy because you have to add the comment. Um, Parmesan, lots of Parmesan, way more Parmesan than you think is necessary. Please do that. And, and then they, they do it. But They're not happy about it. I, I don't know. I never see them. I have to put it on online because I'm so embarrassed about it. And You're, then I come pick it up, so no one, so I don't have to face my Parmesan do you wear cheese like addiction. Like a hoodie, and then just go in and get it. No, but like I I do increase my stride. I walk really quickly to the <laughs> to the Boosh, ordered get sandwich it, get out there. cabinet, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Just in case I get any that sandwich and I go undercover Parmesan cops there. Parmesan cops. That's a yeah. great band name. Yeah, it is. Uh, I'm gonna start that band. Uh, okay, so how about the beach? So you just moved to Florida, what did you say, about a year ago, year and a half? Uh, yeah, a little over a year. Okay, mm-hmm. so how do you feel about the beach, whole kit or caboodle? Yeah. Wow, this is the first one I've been kind of shakily either way. I think, um, I guess I'll say I was, I'm originally from Ocean City, Maryland, mm-hmm. which is beach, um, but like a like a trashier form of it touristy kind of. beach i grew up yeah. in daytona beach so i kind yeah. of feel you yeah you get like the florida version of of that um which was but anyway ocean city maryland not to be confused with ocean city new jersey it's yeah, one please, of hey the guys don't confuse those two do not <laughs> they're very different they're very different um, uh, form of trashy it's i guess it's not so so bad i mean it's got a it's got a boardwalk uh rides that only break down half the time um, but the beach itself, so I think, how, is very yes. beautiful. How do you feel about the beach? Yeah, we'll go whole kit. It's okay. it's it's a neat, natural thing, isn't it? Yeah. All right, one last one, and then we'll turn it over to the questions from former guests. We've got Cobbler, the dessert, not the person who fixes shoes. Ugh, caboodle. Oh, yeah? Nah. Are you not a big pie person either? I don't like some pie. I like apple crisp. Yeah. But that's not really a cobbler. That is not a cobbler. Mm-mm. So what is your dessert of choice? Apple crisp. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, that was easy enough. Okay. <laughs> Pink or green? Let's go green. Okay. So vinyl, cassette, CD, 
Which do you collect, which do you listen to, and which do you destroy? Vinyl, cassette, and CD. No, is this me specifically? You specifically. So which do you collect out of those three? I, I hate to say it, but I don't collect any of them. I've moved too much, and I don't have any of them, really. Well, I have this nice CD that I got in my gift bag this morning of all the wonderful tracks you're going to be playing on the mm-hmm, show today. Mm-hmm. So I suppose I, like I have that. So um, everything is electronic for you. So let's say, I okay, so, so let's say you didn't move so much. Yeah. Which one would you collect if Probably you had vinyl. your brothers? Yeah, let's okay. say vinyl. So vinyl. How, what, which would you listen to? Cassette or CD? Let's say CD then, because that, I think there's still enough application to put in your car, put yep. it in your laptop if you still have a drive, that sort of thing. And so you would destroy cassettes. Yeah, because they're fun. Have you ever pulled the tapes like, oh, yeah. out of the cassettes? Yeah, Ooh, yeah. Man, that's good fun. I started uh, taking apart a Brian Adams one so I could make a little sculpture, and then I just huh. pulled out all the tape because I was like, oh, it's just Brian Adams. It's a cool thing to know no about No offense, you, Brian Adams. Well, yeah. here's the thing. Brian Adams does listen. He's a fellow Canadian. And so <laughs> okay. I apologize to Brian Adams, but it was an older cassette. I mean, what are you going to do with it? There, there's lots of cassettes out there. that When I think about cassettes, I think about... Um, I think about my sister's cassette uh, collection from the 90s with Tony, Tony, Tony. Mm-hmm. Of course, I think, everybody um, had that one. <laughs> everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to be clear, Brian Adams, not Ryan Adams. Because that's also a musician of note. Brian Adams. Mm-hmm. Brian you don't want to get the wrong kind of hate mail. Correct. Yeah, right. I just want to get the ones from Canada, which are super polite. They're like, um. <clears throat> I'm sorry. <laughs> what you said about Brian Adams was inappropriate. I'm so sorry. That's, I'm sorry to bother you, yeah. but. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Well, thank you so much, Ren. So we'll come back and talk more about design work and the stuff that you're doing on matchbook.com and some other stuff. But uh, first, let's play a song. I like that. Okay. So this is Phil Bo Riva with Killer Queen on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. Phil Bo Riva on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Uh, my name is Nick. You're listening to a certain degree. And that was Killer Queen. It was a pretty good song. Yeah, I liked it. Hey, Ren Foskey is here, my special guest this week. Thank you so much for coming out this early, being awake, as mm-hmm. far as I can tell. I'm I'm here. Yes. Yep, I'm yes, awake. you are here. I do have a coffee. Oh, good, good, good. Uh, Ren, uh, you're a graphic designer. And you run uh, your own company, matchbook.com, and we'll talk mm-hmm. a little bit more about that. But I do have a confession, so I wanted to talk specifically about graphic design here for a second. And I come from a marketing background. I didn't do the design. I did a lot of other things. So I did writing and copywriting and, uh, you know, website stuff, not so much programming. I really didn't do anything. I really just told people what to do. Uh, account supervision, you know, that sort of thing. But the point is I really understand and I appreciate the work that has the thought and the strategy behind it. So some of the work that, you know, you do and other agencies in town do. Uh, But I also get where people are coming from when they go to Fiverr for stuff. Ooh, you're touching on a hot button topic here. No, 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 I know, I know, I know. And so I look at it as sort of a, it's like a 40 to 60% rule, right? Like if I'm just thinking about it and I have a checkbox, I need X for this page. I need a, a photo. I need copy. I need... If it's online, I need a video done. Mm-hmm. And I think about it in the sense that, okay, yeah, it's I could do it right with strategy and with the right people and everything else. 
or I could do a 40% version of that. I don't always know how to combat that. And I think that's the frustrating part for me when it comes to graphic design and when it comes to thoughtful, well-edited copy and, you know, those sorts of things. So being from a graphic design standpoint or background, what I wanted to see was how you got into design and art in the first place. And then when you're facing that, you know, this idea of, yeah, this is great, but we only need, you know, just get us 40% of the way. What do you do in, in that sort of case? Okay. Well, I'm pretty glad that you brought that up mm-hmm. because it's something I'm pretty passionate about. I would imagine. I've been I in a forum argument or two. Yeah, designers in <laughs> hey, general um, are going to be passionate about that because I think that, you know, we commoditize stuff. It's very mm-hmm. easy to do that. And when it's something like a Fiverr, and I'm going to use that as an example because I used it, right, mm-hmm. to create the logos for my website and for the Bad Business Idea song we're going to hear in the next hour mm-hmm. uh, because I, I was curious about it because I've never done anything like that. And I have wonderful graphic designers as friends and, you know, it, there's only so many times I feel like I can ask them for favors. Right. So I didn't want to do that. I wanted to see what that was like. And the first time I used it, awful experience. Like, this is not good. And the second time was like, okay, again, 40% of the way there. Well, the problem's not you. And I'll talk about that in a minute. But the problem so is not you. It's not me, the consumer. Tell me how um, you got into this. Right. So actually, I kind of, I fell into it. Um. There's going to be a lot of designers that are listening today or will be listening in the future to your... I like how you're thinking. I like how I think a lot of people are going to listen to this. Yes. Or are listening. So many. So many. Yep. Um, And they will have gone to universities. They will have gone to school. They will have paid so much, by the way. Please, if you see a designer, give them a couple bucks. They paid so much money to go to school. Um, And I um, I was accepted into Corcoran College of Art and Design. Uh, but I didn't end up going because it was very expensive. My my life kind of took me in a different direction. I didn't actually, so I've been an illustrator far longer than I've been a graphic designer. Um, and I've been doing that since I was maybe 13, 14. I actually started taking commissions when I was 14 years old. Um, and was that online or was that? Yeah, uh, yeah. So I kind of fell into this community of artists and animators. Actually, um, there'll be a few geeks out there that will remember Newgrounds. Um, I was, uh, I was friends with a lot of people actually from that community, including, I'm just going to toss some names out there. Hopefully someone will recognize him, but you know, Ego Raptor, he, he currently, well, I don't think he does Game Grumps anymore. I'm not sure. There's, um, Ross O'Donovan, another one of those guys out there they're making big bucks now playing video games and things like that, but a bunch of animators, illustrators, um, and just, we were doing it for fun. We were doing it for what we called the page views, essentially, mm-hmm. and we would just draw for each other and upload it online and um, everything that went along with that. But when I actually was an adult, I I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I did some photography. I worked as a photographer, uh, you know, anything with a little bit of creative output to it, right? So it wasn't until I moved to southeast of London several years back. I was in the video games industry. And what were you doing there? uh, Well, actually, I I wanted to go into UI design. Mm. I love video games. um, And I thought that was going to be a cool place for me to go. And but because I didn't have a degree, 
Uh, I didn't really know how to get in there. I ended up taking a job as a junior graphic designer. It was just an art worker, someone who could take screenshots. It was in the marketing department. And I and I kind of I loved it. I loved the strategy of being a graphic designer. It's not what you think. It's there's a lot more thought into it than people really imagine. There's a lot more math. It's not drawing. It really isn't. That's such a tiny part of it. People and it's think, not just pretty pictures. It's not just pretty pictures. There's a lot of thought. So the best design is design that you don't even have to think about. Mm -hmm. If you can't find something wrong with it or if you can't complain about it, you're probably looking at some pretty good design. It's the moment that you notice a flaw or if it makes something hard to read or understand that it's that it's bad design. Anyway, I kind of fell into that. And um, it's kind of just been uphill from there. So I've I've been all over the place with design. I'm currently working with a wonderful group of people at Russian Associates Design. It's up in Altamont. We have a lot of really big clients and we're doing a lot of design for print and um, digital design as well. We work with a lot of private uh, universities and also really big companies from around here and just, I don't know how, how we churn it all out like we do, but you know, we get it done and, and a lot of good stuff comes out. But so let's talk, let's talk about that because I think that once you start putting this group of people together, mm -hmm. uh, like at your current agency and a lot of the agencies here in town is you get that thought behind the work, right? Yes. Like you're actually thinking a little bit about it. You're putting together a strategy that's larger than this one piece. Right. So how do you convey or, you know, in general, how does the industry convey what the value of that is? Okay. Because I feel like it was always hard for me to do that. So the value of, let's just get right into the value of a designer from an agency or a freelancer or a design professional. Um, the thing about these people coming back to going to university and studying and, and like me, just, you know, I was kind of thrown into the deep end. So I'm coming from experience. Um, we have been training and learning for years nonstop on what works, but why it does work and why it doesn't work. What looks good. Um, you know, we're constantly trying to keep up with what's on trend and a lot of it, to be honest, is psychological. Mm-hmm why things work and why things don't work psychologically. It's not just about, ooh, this looks good together. It's, oh, this is going to work well for this client because this is the message, the mood, the tone that they're trying to convey. This is their ultimate goal. And we, even before we start putting pencil to paper or, you know, in, in a lot of cases, digitally, before we even open up that artboard, we're thinking about the client themselves We've had a brief from them. We've talked to them. We figured out who they are, where they're coming from. We understand their product. In some, case, in some cases, we play with that product if we have a prototype. Um, we and know what their goals are. Exactly. So we know them intimately. I, I want, if this ad or this campaign, I'm trying to get people to mm -hmm. do X. Yep. We familiarize ourselves with any existing branding that they may have. We study them. You know, that they are like, we, we research and we put a lot of time and effort into that before we even start drawing pretty pictures, as you might call it. So when it comes to sites like 99designs, Fiverr, a lot of those, for instance, 99designs, um, they are speed-based and budget-based. 
people... Right, so they might have a bunch of concepts already lined right, up and right. they just throw Fiverr, your logo in. Fiverr is a little bit different in that it is not, for people unfamiliar with it, it's very, very low cost. Fiverr is based on the fact that you spend five bucks to start and you, and you get something. And there's a lot of somethings that you can get. And not all of it's bad, um, but it also cheapens and dampens the experience um, of designers who've put their life into... Well, designing. We're not just people that just happen to uh, purchase a copy of the Adobe Creative Suite and thought, well, we'll have a play with it. Our time is pretty valuable, just like you wouldn't want to, you know, go have plastic surgery done by a surgeon who, you You know, maybe bought a scalpel. Necessarily, yeah. In most cases. Now, for you, you as a consumer, you know, this this is a free market. Whether you like that or not, you know that you have a budget. You know that you need a logo for, let's let's just go back to, to a certain degree. You might have kind of had an idea of what you might have thought you wanted there. And what the designer did for you was he might have just taken a shot in the dark and said, uh, I don't know, this seems pretty good to me. We're going to try that, 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 that. We'll see what he likes. If he likes one of these, great. If not, you know, it's maybe... Five, ten bucks, something like that. Right, yeah. So it took a couple of designers before I found one that I really liked. Exactly. Um, so they don't have the time to research you necessarily. You might have given them a link or something like that. But it's not intimate anymore. And if you're starting a company, specifically a company, or you know that you need to market a product, um, and you are putting a ton of time and effort into making sure that every aspect of your product is perfect and wonderful and meets your need, you... You might want to, you know, this is... You would continue that Yeah, to continue the, it along. Yeah. It, I guess a great way uh, to give an analogy for this is a wedding. Um, you know, you put a lot of time and effort into your wedding. Your dress is expensive. You know, you, you put a lot of thought into even the colors or what you're putting down on the tables. You're not going to really cheap out on your photographer because that's the only thing at the end that you're really going to be able to keep when it comes to your branding for your company, for your product... That's the first thing that most people see. Don't cheap out on it. Now, that isn't to say that you're not going to get something good. You got something nice. I actually quite like your logo. Um, But, you know, that isn't always the case. So let me come back to the concept of 99designs. There's a lot of sites like this um, that I am, I don't even want to say the name of it anymore because I'm kind of pushing it, but they're like... Bidding contests. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So as opposed to Fiverr, which you find a designer that you like, you create right. a contract and agreement with them. I've seen these as well. This is, hey, I need this done. Who wants to bid on it? Yeah. And so, so essentially you get the, you know, if you take the lowest common denominator or mm-hmm. you take the lowest bidder, you're going to get something probably that's worth the lowest bid. Right. Well, what it ends up doing is it lowers the... It lowers the value, the quality of your product in a way that's that you may not see from the from the outset. Uh, but you get a lot of people from other countries as well, and they'll come on and they'll compete, and they'll just chuck out as many designs as they possibly can, hoping that you will like one. Um, you can have sometimes hundreds of different designs go on there, but none of them, and I promise you. None of them are going to have the thought behind your brand as when you sit down with a designer or even just, you know, maybe on the phone or something and actually have a conversation with a designer and tell them, you know, you might find a logo that looks nice. Um, Again, 
you're not always going to get a bad logo or a bad brand or a bad anything out of this. You might find one that you like, but is it actually going to be beneficial to you in the long run? Maybe not. They haven't had the time to think about what it means to you and does it represent you? Does it truly represent you? You might end up having to adapt to the logo rather than having the logo adapt to what you are and what your vision is. Does that make sense? So, mm -hmm. um, but just in a really short form, as a designer, those sites are harmful to us because it cheapens our value. So when I say to somebody who's starting a company, hey, you know, I'm a designer, maybe I can help you out with this, let's have a chat, let's get in touch, and, they, and they're thinking, yeah, that's, that's really great. The problem with those sites is now they have made it so that companies think that they can get world-class service with a designer for 50 bucks. A lot of us, you know, that's maybe only an hour or two of our work. We may, we may not have gotten out of the research phase at that point. Um, but people think that that's what we're worth now. And, and that's harmful because if, if we are going to sit down with you and if we're only going to be able to get... 50 75 150 dollars if you want a website designed responsive website designed um with all the the cool features that the you think you want and, whistles, and you think yeah. you're going to get it for 200 we're not going to spend all the time that we can we're going to try and meet a budget here and you're going to find a lot of flaws in it you know it's, it's mm -hmm. going to be hard for us to actually perform a good job for that budget and that's the problem with those sites we're just not able to compete with that for price we can definitely compete in quality we cannot compete with price. Right. And again, it comes back to, do you want, is this a commodity or is this something important and it's part of your strategy? And I think that's right. where agencies come in and the agency that you work at, et cetera. So let's segue real quick because we're running out of time on the first hour. And so let's talk a little bit about Matchbook. Yeah. So matchbookbuk.com. I want to make sure that's out there because if you just yes. go to matchbook.com. The UK. Mm -hmm. The UK. With the umlauts. It has an umlaut because, no, you know, oh had to uh, get funky I love with it. it, right? I love it. Uh, so you started this. How long ago did you start it? And then just give a quick description of what it is. Oh, it's been floating around in my brain for a while. I know that the listeners can't see, but I love pins. I have a bag here covered in pins. It actually started, um, I was inspired by a wonderful couple I met here in Orlando. Uh, they have a a pin making and vintage shop uh business it was actually at artigan for a while yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Um, oh i can't i follow them on instagram and i can't remember the name of it but uh, yeah they were at, they were at uh yeah at artigan and, um, for a while exactly and everybody kind of knows what happened with that yeah uh but i would go to them so often and they i started thinking well wow i i kind of want to get into that you know i want to make pins too I fell in love with enamel pins, though. Mm -hmm. Enamel pins are the little hard ones. They're sometimes cut out into different shapes. Um, they last a lot longer. They're not the round, plasticky-looking ones. They're, they're made out of metal, and they're filled with color. I love those. And I started thinking as a designer, how can I actually make one? I always think that when I see something I like, it's, how can I do that? So this became a creative exercise for yeah, you. Yeah, that's, that's exactly yeah. how it started. How can I make that? I want to know how to make that. I looked it up and, oh, it's not as straightforward as I thought. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people now that these are so current and so trendy, a lot of other artists have probably thought about that too. Oh, I want to make that. Oh, crap. It's really expensive. It's prohibitively expensive. You have to have a minimum amount of orders too in order to get it done. And sometimes you don't want 100 pins or 
whatever it may be. Um, so I started talking about it with my coworkers and, you know, in, in the field that we're in, we start thinking about the branding and, um, well, what if I started a little like pin business and we came up with these different designs and you could sell them. And I just, I didn't have the startup capital. So what it came down to was, well, why don't I, why don't I sell other pins to kind of make up the capital for me to start designing pins. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. So I can get in the pin business. Um, the pin business. The, 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 the pinness. No, pinness is not good. I don't know if we can okay, go anywhere with that one. Um, but yeah, just start selling that. And, and the profit that we make from selling pins with other artists and pins that are out there um, that I'm purchasing and selling on my site, put towards making and designing our own pins, which has led to something called the Artist Series Pins. Mm-hmm. All right, so I started that about, this has been about five or six months now since I really launched. And we've actually expanded into doing more than just pins, too. There's also iron-on patches, and I still not found the right term for this, but we've been calling them uh, cool socks, funky socks, you know. Sure. Everyone's got a pair of socks with, like, pizza on them. Mm-hmm. We sell ones like those. Uh, Lots of different designs. You can see that. So, what kind of pizza? Because I'm allergic to mushrooms, and I, so then that, well, that's therefore, a shame. That's I can't have any sort of mushroom related any, socks. Any pizza? Yeah, even the. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm only I'm not the food mushrooms. Yeah. I'm only allergic to pictures of mushrooms. Ah, uh, that's a shame. Yeah, yeah. That's really so a shame. A very rare thing. Um, what about people with tattoos of mushrooms? Yeah, I can't be can't anywhere touch. near them. Nope. No. Nope. Nope. Okay. Well. Sorry, moving on. I didn't mean <laughs> to derail you. Yeah, so that's how it started. But now, now that we're uh, we're doing pretty well, we've started setting up. We've started making it. We've gotten to the point where I started taking on artists. So not just myself, even though I'm I'm doing that as well. It's turned into this whole thing where I want to help artists make these pins, um, and just to have some, just to keep. And sell if they're going to shows, if they're going to conventions, have some on your table. But, you know, maybe not if you don't need 100. You don't need 100, yeah. Yeah. So So, you help them figure out how to get them printed. So setting up, I would imagine there's a specific way to set up the files and things like that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, But also help them uh, potentially connect with uh, online uh, purveyor of pins because you can sell them. Exactly, Uh, that's how that works. help them figure out how to get them printed in the first place. That's exactly what it is. So artists will come to me, say, hey, I've got this design. Do you think this could be a pin? I say, yeah, that could be a great pin. In fact, I think I would like to sell that on my site. Here's what I'll do for you. If you are an artist, an illustrator, a designer, and you have an idea for a pin, just go to the website, matchbook.com, B-U-K. So matchbuk.com. Um, send me a picture of your design. We'll talk about it a little bit. And then if I like it enough and I think it can go on the shop, I'll go half and half with you on the cost of producing. So I've got a really good deal with my manufacturer now where I can only, I, I only have to produce 50. So that means you can get 25, I'll get 25 or a variation of that, you know, mm-hmm. as long as it kind of divides out a little bit. So maybe you're only paying half of that production cost. I'll pay the other half. I'll sell pins on my site and link to your portfolio, you know, wherever you are showcasing yourself as an artist. And then you can take your pins and sell them at whatever price you want. 
And that's what I'm calling the artist series on matchbook.com, working with artists at very low costs. You're not going to find this price anywhere else. I promise you, I've looked. This is, uh, it's, it might be one of the cheapest ways for you to get short runs of your pin. And then later, if you want to order more, just come back and say, hey, I need another 20. I'm doing another show. No problem. We'll get that done for you. We'll get some more made, and it'll be even cheaper then because we'll already have set up the... Right. Exactly. But what I like about this is, so you have some skin in the game as well. So this mm -hmm. is a this is not only collaborative, but you're encouraging people to do this, obviously, mm -hmm. because you feel strongly about it. And so this was something that was a creative outlet for you. You're trying to make it a creative outlet for other people. Mm -hmm. Give them a little, ways to make a couple of bucks, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's really really cool. It's a nice job. Thank you. Yeah, cuz yeah. this is my this is my passion. This is a hobby. This is not something I'm trying to do for an incredible amount of profit. I have a full-time job. You know, I'm not trying to make a ton of money to make my rent off of everybody. I just want people to be able to make these pins. Yeah. There's a lot of great designers out there who just don't have a ton of money. They don't have the money to throw out for 150 pins. Like, let's be honest, I didn't. I I don't. But I can I can help you do that. Great. Well, we're coming up at the end of the hour, so I do want to talk a little bit more about Matchbook.com, some of the uh, designs that you have up there, uh, the artist design that you have out there right now, or the artist collection, mm -hmm. uh, one that you just released, the Fire one, which you were kind enough to bring a sample of. Yeah. Uh, so we'll talk a little bit more about that, and of course, Bad Business Ideas. Uh, so let's play a song, and then we will come back in a second. You're listening to a certain degree. Ren Foskey of Matchbook, BUK.com. I guess that's not, it's not matchbook and then B-U-K. Right. It's book spelled. Okay. So you'll find it at some point. Just look for <laughs> cool pins, matchbook, all that stuff. And uh, we'll be right back. So we're going to hear from, uh, let's see. How about the blank tapes, Coast to Coast on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Oh, thanks, everybody. Uh, that was the Love Mongers. I think they're clapping for the band. But that was the Lovemongers with the Battle of Evermore, which I always like because it sounds like something out of Lord of the Rings or Tolkien or something like that. The Battle of Evermore. Mm -hmm. I like to say it that way. Good morning. My name is Nick. You're listening to A Certain Degree. I'm here with Ren Foskey. Ren, good morning again. Hi. How are you? I'm doing great. Good. I'm well, well caffeinated. You're well caffeinated. You're doing great. And mm -hmm. I think what I want to add to that is for now, because you know what time it is. Uh... I, I don't, oh, uh, there's a clock. No, no, I mean, do you know what, what segment it is on the show that we're about to do? No, I'm excited, though. Bad business Aww. ideas. It's time to pick just one. It's gonna be totally legal. We hope it won't hurt anyone. So come on, have some fun. Yes, bad business ideas. If you give a mouse a cookie, you should also have a way to monetize it. So there's that. Ren, before we get to your ideas, I just wanted to shoot this out there and, and talk about a potential idea. So I like to bounce potential bad business ideas off of people. Okay. So if you don't mind, we'll do that real quick, and then we'll get to yours. And I got I to gotta say, I'm a little bit nervous about yours because I've got props for your uh, bad business ideas this I week. I love props, though. Great. Perfect. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, there are a lot of holidays, true or false? True. Yes. Uh, and holidays can be subverted for nefarious and typically consumer-related purposes, true or false? 
True, but not Thanksgiving. Uh, nope. I think, yeah. Nah. Cyber Monday and Black Friday would tell me otherwise. Different holidays. Okay, but <laughs> all right. Christmas has become about shopping, obviously. Valentine's Day is about shopping. I'd like to subvert holidays in a different direction, so I wanted to throw one of these out there, okay? And it's called the Pho of July. It would be a big outdoor spicy Vietnamese soup festival. So mm-hmm. I think it's I, – I, I would like somehow to make that appealing because I think soup in July, spicy hot soup outdoors in Orlando, all you can eat soup, just gallons of soup, and that's all there is to drink as well. Uh, so the Pho of July. The Pho of July. I, I can see that you really put an effort into that name. Now, yeah. here, here's a question for you, Nick. Is it going to be near the 4th of July? And do you know the date that this might fall on? Oh, it would be the 4th of July. It w- so you're going to overtake another holiday yeah, no, no, with no. soup. This is what we're doing. I, I think we could subvert every holiday with soup. So there's nothing more patriotic than a Vietnamese soup. I would argue that that is 100% the case. Am I arguing for this concept? Because I knew usually we argue for it. Do you think it's a bad business idea? This isn't even your bad business idea. Should I pursue this? corner to punch into. Should I pursue this as a future bad business idea for a guest? And I guess what I'm asking is, do you hate all future guests of mine? Because this is a (laughs) Do I? (laughs) Uh, I? You know what? Let's go with it. Okay. Let's go with it. So we're going to pursue that. Ren, may I call you Ren? You may call me my name. Great. Ren, you run <laughs> a very successful and stylish website at Matchbook. That's stylish. B-U-K Socks, pins, patches. You're looking into expanding into other things, and we're going to yes. talk about that a little bit later. Maybe timed mystery packages. Huh. Maybe ascots. I don't know. I don't know what you have planned. Didn't say that. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm certain when you tell people that you do this or you go to different shows and stuff that you never tire of people giving you ideas for other things that you could do. I'm sure that's just, you love it, Mm -hmm. right? So this is going to be great because that's what I'm going to do. But the difference is I have visual aids for my example thing. So if you wouldn't mind, since this is radio, when we're doing some of the things and I'm handing them to you, if you could describe them for people. So let's talk curses first off. So this is the first product. So not basically, in curses. Not in cursive or in curses, mm-hmm. but curses themselves. So are you familiar with this type of jewelry item? Have you ever seen that before? Nick has just handed me an item. Um, well, what you've handed me here, yeah. I do not recognize. However, it's got a little charm on it. With a yeah, it's not so much the charm; it's the blue part. It's the blue Sorry, part. Sorry, I have that. It's from my car. <laughs> you just have this? Oh yeah, it's I have that. It's just a thing car. that's in your car. So let me describe it. It's um, it's yeah. called the mati. It's the eye. So it's a it's a Greek thing. Uh, okay. I assume it's a Greek thing. My family takes uh, credit for everything from math to democracy because we feel like Greek, Greeks, right? Yeah, did that. So it's a blue background, usually a piece of glass, and then it's got white, yellow, or black on top of it to make it look like an eye. And the idea is the Monty actually prevents people from being able to give you the evil eye. So I it's thought a the evil eye. I thought the evil eye was actually a protective device 
or or no, the evil eye is technically no, the, evil. Yeah. See, Sleepy Hollows really throw me for a loop on this As one. As it does for a lot of people, <laughs> right? There you go. Yeah, thank you. So the idea is that you have this, you wear this, you keep it in your car, and it protects you from the stink eye from people. So this is already out there. So the protection stuff is already out there. What if uh, we do something more like jewelry as weaponry? So jewelry that could also be hexed itself, and then maybe you could give it as a gift. So this is hexed. I'm going to give it to this person oh, I don't like. That's terrible. Or it uh, shoots out hit points at people I and see. takes away hit points. So, so this line would you be want called, to LARP? Yeah. This no no no. It would actually <laughs> do this. I feel like finding people who can do curses would be pretty easy. Uh, this would be called this line of uh, of jewelry would be called harm charms. And so that's that's one. That's idea number one. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we'll come back to that one. Second new line. Are you familiar with brass knuckles and the big rings that have the words across them? Oh, absolutely. I feel very empowered when I wear them. I've just started wearing them recently. <laughs> I'm not sure about you if you feel that empowered. Uh, the problem is, what should they say? You know, you could do the love-hate. You could do yeah, this, that, and that, I mean, thing. that's so important. What message are we trying to get across? Ah, uh, it depends. I mean, it depends on what kind of person you feel you are. Right, corporate identities. Right. So I uh, give you brand knuckles. This would be a new... <laughs> uh, so I did yours oh, as brass knuckles. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, okay. So if you could describe that. Wow, all and right. put them on, please. Yes, I think I will. So you've... Yep, they got to go yep. on the knuckle side. Uh, he's just handed me, uh, well, okay. they're brass colored. They're knuckles. They actually have my business's logo on them. They say match and book. And, of course, uh, let's see, M8, there's five on one and B-U-K and my bird logo on the other. So they don't quite match up to what I what I usually, is. let's turn it the other way. So when I yeah, punch, so somebody punch somebody with the. Well, yeah. now they're backwards. Now it says book match. We'll get it right. Yeah, I, I want you to feel face. empowered. I'm just going to tell you when you're wrong. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. How do you feel about that? I feel like this is my literal brand. I mean, we talk about branding all day long. Sure. Where I work. Uh, but to literally brand somebody with my logo. Yeah. Now that is power. Yeah. I feel like this brings holy meaning to making a mark in my in my niche. Well, when somebody asks you what you do, I just punch them. Well, you don't have to punch <laughs> them. You could show it to them. Yeah, I guess you could punch them. Uh, you put way. them together and it's like a super friends type of moment, form of this and yeah. shape of that. Well, and uh, every small business owner, what do you need? To look a little more threatening. So that's brand knuckles. I love to threaten my clients with my, <laughs> yeah. All right, so third. Okay, so that's second. Third, this is four different you know, you could go with all of these. So let me hand you this. It's really heavy. Okay. Here you go. Oh, jeez. Wow. All right. What blacksmith did you take this off of? Right. So let me ask you this. Where can you even get an anvil these days? Like, I found that one. I had to go and find, go to a lot of places. And I'm not talking about anvils for blacksmithing. I I don't need an OSHA, like, approved anvil. I need one for schemes. I need one that's attached to a rope. When I cut the rope, Mm. the trap goes off. Wily Coyote style. Exactly. I see where you're going with that. Exactly. I don't have a lot of friends, so I need to find different ways to catch. I'm using air quotes here, friends. Mm -hmm. So that's the idea behind it. Where can I get an anvil? 
Matchbook.com. <laughs> and we call them Canvils because you can get them there. It's a little stretch, but, you know, I couldn't come up it's with a better tough. name than that. It's going to be tough because I ship most of my... They could come in different sizes. Huh. Yeah, and maybe I suppose we get so. a catapult and we can shoot them at like, people. Like a mini, mini pocket mini anvil. anvil. Pocket canvils. Um, yes, pocket canvils. I love it. See, this is why mm -hmm. I thought this would be a good idea. Okay, lastly, and this is to help ease the sadness of loss. Hold on, let me show you something right here. Uh, what is this? Is this the saddest thing? Oh, that's a little baby pin backing. Yeah, this... so it's from a pin that I lost. Yeah, so I'm sorry. what happens when that happens? You lose a pin. You lose one of these wonderful enamel pins that you've designed, that one of the artists that you partner with designs. I lost this one at the airport. Oh, that's uh, the worst. A small premium every month, pin insurance. Insurance. Yeah, yes. and you can make a claim for any lost or stolen pin. So that's the idea behind the last. It's not a bad idea, Nick. Uh, yeah, it is. Nope. Yeah, imagine trying to uh, make a claim. Uh, so <laughs> you have four. You have four options here: harm charms, so jewelry okay. that is either hexed or shoots hexes at other people. Brand knuckles, which you can see there, is basically putting your logo or your identity on uh, essentially brass knuckles. Candles. Anvils of any size, shipped anywhere, anytime, overnighted. <laughs> let's just call it, let's just say that. And pinsurance. So you lose a pin, you get another pin. Which do you want to go with? Ah, uh, see. Ren. Okay. Or do you want to talk about some of them? Which do you like and which don't you like? Have you eliminated any? That's where we're going to go. Yeah. I think we're going to go. So I'm down to two. One of them I like because, well, you're going to cast curses on people via jewelry. Now, that's the one you like? I mean, well, no, there's two. There's okay. two. That one I'm perplexed by. Oh, why? Perhexed by, perhaps. Uh. Because how cool is it to just take down an opponent with a piece of jewelry that they thought was a gift? That's also very evil of you. Yeah. Um, Felt like that was right up your alley. I don't know why. I did, don't know you that yeah. well. No, I mean, it's it's pretty evil, I suppose. Uh, Pinsurance is not a bad idea. Like, genuinely, it's not a bad idea. So let me talk about both. First, we'll start with the pinsurance. Okay. I feel like I could genuinely take that idea and run with it because that is an issue. People's pins falling off their bags, yeah. and they haven't hot glued the pin to the backing. As you can see, as you, Nick, can what? see, I actually take hot glue, um, or super glue in this case, and I will... I will put it on the back so it doesn't oh, actually harm the pin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That one's that one's super glue. Um, and then they don't fall off. However, no if idea. you don't actually want to put super glue on it, what you could possibly do is, for instance, on my site, matchbook.com, I could offer, you know, you buy this pin once if something happens to it. I mean, I guess you'd have to have the burden of proof there, but pay a little bit extra. And if you lose that pin, I will send you out another one. Yeah. Why not? There you go. I would um, imagine based on the honor system totally that you probably be... won't have too much pinsurance uh, fraud. But they have to pay a little bit extra for it. Yeah, of course. On the get-go. So, yeah. yeah, why not? Um, so that one is legitimately a really good business idea. Okay. Got it. However, cursing people with a piece of jewelry. Yeah. That appeals to you, huh? Mm, if curses were real. I mean, if, 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 
<laughs> we have literally thousands of years of proof that they are. Yeah. Or that people think they are. People think they are. Yeah. Ha. Okay, let's come back to that one then. People think. Now, what if people think that they're being cursed? What if you give them just enough to be like, hey, wink, here's a piece of jewelry that, you know, uh, won't give you bad luck. Definitely not going to give you bad luck. 100% not going to give you bad luck. And you plant that idea. It's almost like inception to them. Right. And they think, man, I... I like this. I like this so much, but Why I've was noticed that I've got a lot of bad luck lately. Bad luck. What is so? Whether you believe in curses or not, that could be a really nefarious way to uh, mm -hmm. mess with somebody's mind. I like it. Mm -hmm. So jewelry is weaponry. That would be harm charms. Harm so charms. So let me ask you that. So anvils, I think, is out for obvious reasons. I can't. I can't really do very much with it. With yeah, the no one does traps anymore. Cantvils. Cantvils. Mm -mm. No, we're definitely doing that. What about the brand knuckles? You didn't like that one? I do. I just, uh, I, I don't know if I, it's a tough one, Nick. You're putting them back on. I, they are back on. They They're actually good. very comfortable. I, yeah, I specifically um, made them for, don't ask me how I got your ring size. Yeah. Because that would be kind of creepy. I could probably type with these on. Yeah. To be oh, honest, yeah. I could wear this at work. Yeah, that's the whole point. But um, I, I just don't know if uh, wearing, um, again, this is weapons. These yeah. are two, that's 50% of your bad business ideas today are technically weaponry. Oh, usually it's a lot higher. And I guess the anvil, percentage. too. I mean, if you've watched Looney Tunes, they drop anvils yeah, on 75 anyone. 75%, that sounds about right. 75% of bad business uh, ideas weapons. are weapons. Yeah. So, um... I like this, and I'm going to keep these, and I'm probably going to wear these today when I uh, go into my full-time job. Great. But um, I can't really ship this as a business concept. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. So do you want to do harm charms and insurance? I think so. And okay. I don't see why I can't offer a uh, an insurance on the harm charms either. So if they don't actually harm the person? Yes. Great. That's a great <laughs> idea. If this person doesn't get harmed in the first 30 days, yeah. then your money back. But, you know, everyone will go through a stroke of bad luck somehow, so I'm probably going to make bank on that. Well, it could be one of those They have mystery... to prove that they're not harmed in any way, shape, or form before they get their money back from the insurance, so... Yeah, right. it's all profit for we me. Need a, we need an affidavit from the person they gave it to that says, I was not harmed yeah. in the time. Because the I embarrassment, questions there the embarrassment when of asking them for that will prevent them from asking for that. I like that. Yeah. Okay. I think we got some great ideas here. Thank you so much for that. Let's listen to El Perro del Mar, I think is how you pronounce it. The Dog that. of the Sea. Yeah, that is a, it's a really good band. Hold Off the Dawn. Um, which I'm assuming it's dawning out there was dark when we came down here. So that seems like a, like a good song to play. On WPRK, Winter Park, Florida, you're listening to a certain degree. El Perro de Mar on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was Hold Off the Dawn from their Pale Fire album. And before that, uh, we were talking about bad business ideas. So there wasn't really anything before that. It was just us again. Good morning. My name is Nick. You're listening to a certain degree. Ren Foskey's here. Good morning, Ren. Good morning. Matchbook.com. Yes. Is that how you say it? With the long. Well, yes. When you say it, yes. When I say it, yes. That's how I say it. Specifically, you. Uh, are you familiar with DC, the comic book company? <laughs> Am I familiar with DC, the comic? 
yes. Okay. Yes, I believe so. So, you know they're making movies. Yeah. They've made a couple now, I think. They've made a few movies. <laughs> uh, the first ones, the first couple in this new sort of DC extended universe franchise mm -hmm. uh, were with some little-known characters. Let me see if I, I just want to make sure I get their name right. Uh, Batman and Superman. Oh, the Batman and the Superman. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then Wonder Woman came along, and that was awesome. That was actually really awesome. So the other, really the other awesome. movies were, uh, uh, but they're working on The Flash now. Mm -hmm. And so the rumor is, uh, not that, so it has nothing to do with the TV show. That's in a completely different universe, because why not? Uh, but the Flash movie uh, is going to tie into Justice League and all that. But they're doing it, uh, the rumor is they're going to do the Flashpoint storyline. Have you heard this? No, I have not. And are you familiar with Flashpoint? Uh, I'm you're gonna hate me for saying it, but no. And oh. my my roommate, who's the biggest comic book fan in the world, is probably also upset with me now. That's but that's totally fine. It's fine. The 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 point I'm trying I want to make here, as far as the storyline goes, it's a really good storyline. It's one of the better ones, and not to give too much away, but basically, uh, he decides to go back. He realizes that he can travel through time. And so he decides to go back and I write when that a tragedy in his past, and it changes everything. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't become the Flash, and then, uh, you know, certain things don't happen certain ways, so he goes back and realizes that he has to do it. But I guess what I'm trying to say, and this is the, how I would segue it over to you, is he they're putting their best stuff on the field for Flash, which has always been, like, sort of a secondary character. Mm -hmm. But instead of doing, like, you know, the age-old origin story that we don't really need. Uh, they're actually going out there and they're looking at, okay, we know this is, one, like, fan-wise, this is a favorite storyline. Let's just put it out there. Rather than save it for later, let's just put out our best work. Mm -hmm. And so what I wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, is your creative process and what happens when you think about it that way. Because talking a little bit about it in my head with the voices is you, I, I don't want to put out my best work cause I want to save it for something in the future, but you've gone out and created matchbook.com. You're out there every day as a graphic designer working at the agency. So you put out your best work. I, I think on a regular basis, you're not holding anything back is what I'm saying. It, that's the impression that I get. And I wanted to talk a little bit about your creative process when it comes to listening to music. So, Okay. How do you interact with music when you're working? And w first of all, would you agree that that's, you know, you're sort of putting everything Absolutely. out there on the table uh, when you go out there on a day-to-day -day basis? Well, you have to because it's such a saturated field uh, to be a designer. Everyone and their mom wants to be a designer. And everyone um, that goes into it and does it for a little while thinks that they are as well. And I suppose there's something to be said about that too. I mean, everybody has a certain taste, right? But, yeah, you, you have to. You have to put out your best. And I'm going to speak from a standpoint as an illustrator as well because mm -hmm. I've actually been an illustrator longer. Um, if you, you have to go out, you have to do your best, and you can't really hold back. And um, if you don't, people just won't be impressed by what you do. They'll pass you by. There's so many other people out there that they can go to. So... Um, but when it comes to ideas and not just the visual end result of what you're creating, because that's kind of a large part of what I'm, um, what I'm talking about here is, is that end result, but the actual initial idea. Yeah. Um, we, we were talking on a break about how in your generation that, 
you know, it's to kind of hold it back until you're ready to just launch yourself forward. Don't let anybody know, huddle it in. I think now it's very collaborative. Um, that's one of the great things about working with other people in a creative environment is that you can bounce ideas off. Maybe you think it's great. Maybe maybe you've got one of your bad business ideas and you genuinely think it's wonderful and, and you're gonna you're about to jump in and invest a lot of time and effort into something and it's actually not really got legs. So Right. So you get married to the idea, but yeah. because you're not you're in this echo chamber of your own head, mm-hmm. you don't realize that maybe it's been done. Maybe uh, it mm-hmm. could be done a different way. Sure. But and if you don't collaborate with people, if you do kind of keep it all to yourself and then just go Maybe you try to find funding or maybe you just get angry that no one ever has uh, come to you with a bag of money so that you could do this crazy idea. Yeah. Uh, then you get frustrated. Well, I think people now need to stop worrying about, oh, they're going to steal my idea. I mean, right. that's always going to be a problem. And once you get it out there, there's always going to be someone who will take the idea and either build upon it or change it or just flat out do the same thing and maybe become a competitor to whatever your idea is. I mean, we're we're talking pretty broad here. So this, this applies to any idea that you have. However, just, just do it and, and make it the best that you can. And if you are going, the only way to do that really is to bounce it off other people, other creative minds, if you want to stay in the creative realm here, but any other minds around you, you got to bounce it off. Don't worry about people taking it. So let's talk about a potential idea that that you're working on. Yes. Um, and I don't want to give too much away, but you're looking to eventually put this up on a an Indiegogo, basically crowdsource it or crowdfund it a little bit in order to get it off the ground. So it's built on uh, an existing idea, an existing model, mm-hmm. but basically be very unique to the type of style, the type of design, and the type of I don't want to say lifestyle, but what people like when it comes to pins and T-shirts and things that are very unique and uh, limited. So do you want to talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. So this is an idea that I've had floating around in my head. I like subscription boxes. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a relatively newish concept. Um, If you haven't heard of it, then this might pique your interest. If you have heard of it and you're a, a subscription junkie like me, Uh, Go ahead and open your wallet now. Um, But what this is, is if you haven't been listening to the rest of the show, matchbook.com, we create enamel pins. Um, We also sell socks, iron-on patches, that sort of thing. There is a group of people that really enjoys these types of things. It's, it's, It's Nietzsche. I get it. Not everyone needs a patch or a pin or a funky pair of socks. But if you like them, you know that you gotta have a lot of them. You know, if you can't just have one pin on your bag or there's always need for more, 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 more. And the weirder they are, the better, usually. Um, You like very specific things in this group. So a subscription box, where does that actually come in? There's currently a couple other subscription services. I'm not too impressed with them. What will happen is you pay one flat monthly fee. um, And that's for these other ones. uh, One flat monthly fee. And each month you'll get a box in the mail or package in the mail with um, either a pin or a patch or something like that, maybe a couple of them, and and away you go. And and the, how it benefits you is you're not paying, you're paying much less than if you were to gather all these items on your own individually. individually. Yeah. 
and um, you know you don't really have to think about it. it just comes to you in the mail and that's what's wonderful that's what's great about these subscription services as a whole you don't really have to think about it you know there's a lot of them for makeup you don't have to worry about going out and picking out your makeup each month it just comes to you in the mail what uh, this concept is which I'm calling matchbox uh-huh. so the company is called matchbook so we have matchbox each month will have a theme and there will be two different levels of the subscription Remember, this is just a concept. It's not actually implemented yet, but I, I really would like to get this going very soon. Um, the introductory level, um, it will have a, a patch based on the theme. I'm looking at maybe two pins, one of which will be an artist series pin. So, you know, very high quality, worked with um, one of our designers and artists that we've put together specifically mm-hmm. for this box. So no one else is going to have this. Uh, as well as another pin from our line and a pair of socks. And they'll all be kind of tuned to this theme for that month. And there'll be one higher tier. We're actually going to get into shirts. So throw a T-shirt in there right. for the higher throw tier. Throw a T-shirt in there yeah. as well. And you've got your weird, quirky, didn't have to work so hard box that comes in each month uh, based on this theme. So let me ask you this, because I'm curious about what the big uh, challenges are to somebody trying to create something like this. So what I like about this is you're you're doing something new. You're doing something still related to something that mm-hmm. you enjoy, uh, and it's still related to giving people, you know, something interesting. In this case, it's not just you go to the site and you pick out a pin that you like and you buy it or a pair of right. socks Right, and, and you will be able to add things from the shop into that po- that package as well oh, for a reduced cost too. So, you know, if you wanted to come at the same time, you're not too worried about one of our other products that we currently have listed in the shop. You don't mind that it um, comes in with the package. you get that at a reduced cost. So you can actually add other stuff into it as well. So what is it like adding this new line of business to your, you know, existing shop? Um, how, how, how is it making you crazy? How much anxiety is it adding <laughs> to your life? It's, and then how are you trying to resolve that? Like, how are you trying to do this there's and still a startup keep your cost. sanity? Yeah. yeah, there's definitely a startup cost. I want this to be high quality. I don't want this to just be, you know, for lack of a better word, a crapshoot. I really want to give everyone some nice stuff. Uh, I want it to be worth their while. And I want it for the people that are specific and care about what little accessories they have or, you know, in some cases, what shirt they're going to wear. I really want to put time and thought and effort into this. So it can be a little, it's, it's cost prohibitive to me now, which is why I'm going to start an Indiegogo. I started putting one together, um, which will be going up within the next couple months. And we're going to try and crowdfund it a little bit. And that, that'll that also be good because it'll help us gauge the interest. You right, know, we so might modify idea. what goes into it as well. Maybe people just don't really care about the patch or maybe they don't really want the socks or they do want something right. else. In. So in this case, the crowdfunding, the Kickstarter, yeah. the Indiegogo's, for something like this, what it does is it gives you an idea of what level of product people want out there. So if you put mm-hmm. it out there, is there's two levels. Obviously, they can give you any amount of money that they want to invest you know, invest. Yeah. Uh, but then you can sort of pre-sell as exactly. well. And that shows you exactly what people are looking for. They can give you some feedback as far as what they're looking for, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that's that put that best foot out there as well. Like you have to show some pretty remarkable things. I'm sure you would be providing some pretty remarkable things in this, in this box on a monthly right. basis, but you have to show that on the Indiegogo. 
Right, exactly. Um, and really convince them of it. Yeah, so uh, I guess the only thing that's holding me back right now from getting that launch is I just want, really want to put together a really nice, thoughtful video that will show everyone what goes into the box and uh, finish with our prototype of the box itself. Mm -hmm. You need to be able to see kind of what you're getting, even though each month will be different. This is not going to be of the course, same thing yeah. each month. We're going to try and make it different and fun and really make it interesting for you. Like you're looking forward to seeing what's in it each month. Yeah. Very good. Well, thank you for that. Um, and before we listen to them, this was not a band that I was familiar with. So I ask all of my guests like favorite band, what are you listening to? What gets you going? So we're going to hear a little bit from car seat headrest, which is something that, uh, uh a band that you'd pointed out. Yes. And one once, of my favorites. Once I found a song that didn't have any of these swears in them. <laughs> uh, so that took a little bit, but how do you typically listen to music when you're being creative, oh, when you you're to. working? You absolutely have to. Um, I feel like also the quality and the type of work that you put out has a lot to do with what you're listening to, especially when you're illustrating um, a lot of my paintings. I have to listen to music, and in the end, I notice, like, huh, that's, that's interesting. The tone of this painting closely <laughs> imitates the tone of the music I was listening to at the time, and even comes down to me naming paintings after songs I was listening to at the time. So it, it definitely inspires me and helps me push that along, but... Man, I don't know where we'd be if we didn't listen to music at work, <laughs> really. So what do you listen to at work typically? Songs with lyrics, oh, songs without? Yeah, lyrics, for sure. All over the place. Yeah, we get funny. We, we get really funny sometimes, too. And <laughs> there's this one Madonna song that my coworker and I, you know, we listen to a lot of modern stuff, but we'll throw in some funny stuff, too, like this one where I wish I knew what it was called, but in the middle of it, she just goes, dance, to to dance And, you know, it... It kind of lightens that, the I think mood. It's every Madonna song does that. <laughs> every Madonna song ever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. It just it helps set the mood in the workplace, and also just whatever you're working on. It kind of it can help take you out of it. Sometimes you get stuck in your work too, and that's not good either. You need right. to be focused, but also take a breather now and then. And yeah. Okay. Very good. Thank you for that. Well, let's listen to Car Seat Headrest. This is Times to Die. And then we'll come back with a pop quiz. I know, again, it was one that I found without any of the uh, the bad words in it. So, uh, car seat headrests on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. Car seat headrest on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was Times to Die. Uh, car seat headrest I'm learning a little bit about because... Uh, my guest today, Ren Foskey, introduced me to them. Thank you again, Ren, for doing that. Because You're very they're welcome. Actually, pretty cool. So he recorded that album in his car. Yes. Yeah, so as you can see, the band name Car Seat Headrest uh, was actually taken because I, I'm pretty sure it was that album. It was definitely one of his earlier albums, and if that's Teens of Denial, I think that's the one it was. But yeah, in the back seat of a car, he just found that the acoustics of that particular car worked out well enough that he could just sit there and record and so it's not just any you car you can do an album in it has <laughs> no, to be a very specific obviously obviously not the drum portion but i'm pretty sure he did at least record guitar portions um and of course the vocals so it's really weird weird guy awesome guy as we all are sometimes so we only have a couple minutes left we'll get to the uh plugs and everything else that you want to talk about but first, I have to do a pop culture current event quiz with you. I'm ready. Right now. Are you? 
You were yes. just looking at your phone, so you obviously looked up everything there nope, is to know it off. about this week. Okay, well, don't just say I'm wrong on the air. I'm here, Tell and me I'm ready. Words that I'm wrong. Okay, the Antarctic Heritage Trust was going through artifacts that it found okay. uh, left behind on the cold continents from different expeditions and stuff. What 100-year-old still edible item did they recently find? Oh, man. Was it A, a fruitcake, B, Oreos, or C, an alien parasite that takes over its host and spreads through the population at an exponential rate and has already taken over the highest levels of leadership and the media, and I'm the only one who knows the truth? Isn't that the same thing as a fruitcake? It is. Uh, I don't actually know this one, but I know that no one eats fruitcakes, so that means it could be a fruitcake. It's 100 years old. Well, it's not going to be Oreos, okay. so I'm going to go with fruitcake. That is correct. Uh, so this was from Robert Falcon Scott's expedition, and uh, they just had this thing of food tins. They found all these food tins, and some of them still had yeah. food in them. and they it's probably at it my up. mom's house. They opened it up, and they were like, this might still be edible. Then nobody ate it. No. No, uh, as we all do with fruitcakes. Uh, the parent company of Applebee's announced plans to close mm-hmm. 100 to 130 locations in the next year to celebrate. What should we do? A, get a bunch of fake Tiffany lamps and break them. Uh, B, eat at good local restaurants. Or C, add a bunch of pieces of flair to our uniforms. Well, that's that's tchotchkes, isn't it? The, the flair, sure. I mean. Flair tchotchkes. I, I, feel like, I feel like we should do that. Let's add the flair. I you can buy that, some flair at my website, which is match. Thank <laughs> you for realizing that was a segue to, yeah, a commercial. Uh-huh, uh-huh. All right. Applebee's were not that sad. I mean, I'm sad for the people who work there, but not so much for the food itself. The apps, though. Several. Okay, no. <laughs> no. Several famous people have birthdays today. Who's oldest? Danielle Steele. The novelist. Mm-hmm. 800 million copies sold of her books, by the way. Steve Martin, the actor and the musician. Right. Or Gary Larson, the cartoonist uh, from The Far Side. Right. I know all of those people. Great. Who's the oldest? I'm going to go with, uh, even though Gary Larson has great. I don't know, Steve Martin. It's That's... not a compliment. It's just who's oldest. It's not your favorite. Let's say Gary Larson. Let's, okay. Let's go with Gary Larson. I, but I think he was born in the 50s, though, so um, it's probably going to be not him. But let's go. Okay. He is the youngest, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Steve Martin turned 72 today. Daniel Steele is 70. Daniel and Gary Steele. Larson is 67. Uh, also born today, Doc Holliday. Right. Was born today. Famous gunfighter, friend of Wyatt Earp, and a dentist. Val Kilmer is actually out in Tombstone right now celebrating Doc Holliday's birthday. What do you want on your tombstone? What do I want on my tombstone? Uh, I think... Not mushrooms. Not mushrooms. (laughs) Yeah, just meat lovers. Yeah. 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 Okay, what was Doc Holliday's favorite type of berry? I haven't seen Tombstone in a long time. He only, he says it like once and it's the most famous line from that movie. Yep, haven't seen it in a long time. Uh, no, <laughs> this can't be the end of the show. <laughs> um, I'll be your mm-mm. blankberry. Just try one. What do you think is most apropos of Doc Holliday and the Wild West? I don't know. Uh, it's not going to be a blueberry. Probably that's not. That's for sure. <laughs> I don't know. Boysen? Boysenberry. Logan? 
No, he's Swedish, right? Yeah. Oh, Huckleberry. Yeah. I'll be Man, your I haven't seen that since I was like 10 years old. All right. One last question. Thousands of passengers were delayed last week at Orlando International Airport. What was the cause? Was it a computer glitch? Was it a toilet clog? Or was it the Horse Whispers convention coming through? It was the Horse Whispers convention coming through. It was the through. Horse Whispers convention. How weird is that? Yeah, they're just all whispering and it's really creepy. No, it was actually a toilet clog. Reportedly, somebody <laughs> in the customs area was trying to flush the contents of their luggage. Wow. Yeah. So that happened. Does anyone know what was in it? Did they? Did they? Horse whispers. <laughs> With the it entire was convention. Full of horse whispers. Copies of the horse whisper. It was. Yeah. Let's go with fans that. Fans of. Mm. Yeah, fans of the Horse Whisperer movie with those people who were in it. All right, real quick, we got to go, but uh, matchbook.com yes. is where you can find more information about uh, the products that you produce. That's M-A-T-C-H-B-U-K.com. You can also find uh, Ren and her work on Instagram at matchbook, and again, that's still B-U-K. Uh, it's probably a good way, but start at the website. You can find all the social mm-hmm. media uh, from there. That's also Facebook. Uh, and then I'll have more shows in the future. I'll have this up at some point on to a certain degree.com and iTunes. Next week, I have the environmental reporter from WMFE, Amy Green, will be on. Yeah, her name's Green. It's awesome. She's yeah. an environmental reporter. That works out really well. And, uh, yeah, so I'll be back next week. Ren, you'll be online. Anything I'm else always online. Okay. It's true. That's weird when you say it that way. Uh, anything else you want to add? Um, support your local artists. Uh, don't go to 99designs. If you want good design, contact a graphic designer. All right. So we'll hear a little bit of Galactic, and then we'll turn it over to the next host on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. You've been listening to a certain degree. Good day. And that's the show. Thanks for listening to A Certain Degree. To learn more about Ren Foskey and Matchbook, visit matchbook.com. That's matchbuk.com. When you're done shopping, pop over to a certaindegree.com. That's T-O-A, certaindegree.com. And read some funny things, or better yet, listen to them and save your eyes for a rainy day. That doesn't sound good. Also, isn't Squads and Ends just basically an escort service? Oh, there's a loophole if you provide ghost companions. Nice. Well, happy Halloween!